All right, we're recording. Hey. Hi, yeah, Action. yeah. Action. Put on like your fake happy nice Ready, voice. Ready, set, up. hey. I'm uh, I'm not happy right now. <laughs> I, I I will be happy once we talk and we and you know we talk about happy things. Exactly. We talk about our amazing fans. Yes. They make me happy. That's great. Yeah. yeah. I bet you everyone listening to these podcasts are probably just like, wow, Matt Steele's a miserable bitch. Because I feel like more weeks than not, it's just been like Matt Steele's been stressed. I mean, you've had you are an emotional person. You're someone who's going through some stuff. You're making a movie. It's not easy. Your I computer know. died. You can't control that. Oh God, that's the re- only. That's, that's the only reason the real reason no, no, like, honestly that would make any human being miserable oh That's, yes when your computer ridiculous. is like on the outs it's just the worst yeah. week you're of your also because it's just it's so expensive yes. and it's so like i don't know what the problem is there's such a wide yes. range like am i going to need to buy a new yes. computer am i going to die you won't die <laughs> i don't think you'll die if i die i bet you you'll feel guilty about saying that I won't feel guilty. And all of our fans will hate you and they'll be like, oh my God, remember when you lied on the podcast, Matt Palmer? (laughs) If you died, I'd be very sad. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what friendship is. Everybody, welcome back to another Two Gay Mats podcast. It's your favorite host, Matt Steele. Wow. I, I almost said it's your favorite host, Matt Palmer. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that, that is would not be right. Me. That is not my name. It's your favorite host, Matt Steele. Oh, it's one of your two favorite hosts and your number one favorite host, Matt Palmer. Oh, no. He got me. I guys. did. How are you, Matt Steele? I'm okay. My week was great, but last night mm. I tried, as you heard in our little intro, I'm sure, um, I tried turning on my computer and it wouldn't turn on. So now I got to like go to the Apple store. And, and like, but you did say this uh, computer's from 2012, yeah? It is from 2012, guys. It's that a, it's makes a, me think it might. It's crazy. It's older than me. This computer. Mm-hmm. It just makes me think it might be time. No, don't say it's <laughs> I mean, time. I don't want it to be because I know you just bought a new charger for this new one, and so you want to keep the computer for the charger. I, but yes, because the, the, the new. If I get a new computer, it, the old charger won't fit. Oh, I mean, and they'll give you a charger with the new computer. I know, but like, I spent twenty dollars on this. I new know, charger. but twenty twelve is old for a computer, especially you know a Mac. It's been it's been a long time. Is it yours from twenty twelve? It might be. Let's see. Let's click on. Let's my, look it up, about, guys. We're doing about, this, about Mac. this Mac. We're gonna learn a lot about Matt Palmer right now. Uh, well, my operating system's from twenty sixteen, but okay. I think I updated it. Okay. I'm sure Why can't I see you're all fascinated is? by this. I know. Sorry. Talk while I look. Um, so right now I'm watching Matt, pa- Matt no, Palmer. No. Matt, Palmer Matt Palmer's growing out a little mustache, which is Well, it's very not like cute. I really am growing out a mustache. It's like I shaved the rest of my beard. Yeah, but like you left a little mustache. Yeah, I left a mustache. A mustache. So, to, to, to say mustache. growing out a mustache, I feel like is a misnomer. It's not like a big bushy moment. No, it's not a bushy moment, but it's a subtle moment. Yeah. You look very handsome. Thank I you. I appreciate that. Yeah. How do you think I look? I think you look great. Thank you. Yes, you know how I feel about that haircut, and it's still on you. Oh my god, it is, isn't it? How many times have you been back to Masood? Uh, just once. Oh yes. Yes, I'm. I'm thinking in like maybe like two more weeks. It's okay. time for another haircut. It doesn't look too long now. No, it doesn't. You know, yeah. but you know, I like to keep it fresh. It starts to get curly like at the ends, mm. which is a little bit of a pain. It's okay. A sloppy. So you know, I got to. I love that. It up. All of a sudden, you're so ready about keeping your hair fresh. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you're like now everything's changed. Absolutely. Oh my god. So well, how's your week been, Matt Palmer? My week has been good. I'm trying to think. Well, um, my friend Janie, who we spoke about last week, just flew off to New York this morning. Uh, bon like, voyage, Janie. I know she's going to kill it at her new job, but I will miss her very much. So I spent uh, Friday evening and Saturday 
early part of the day with her and then uh, came back here and showered, of course, and uh, went out with friends last night for a friend's birthday party. And that was very fun. Went to downtown L.A. He had like a rooftop pool party thing. Well, it wasn't a pool party. It was just a party by a pool, if that makes sense. Sure. (laughs) But it was a great, a great vision of the downtown area. And then we went to a couple of gay bars, uh, Red Line and Precinct. Okay. And uh, it was nice. That's cool. Yes, it was good. That's so much fun. I know. Uh, Are we seeming great? I also went to Six Flags this week. Oh, how was that? It was very fun until my friend got sick and we had to go. Mm, but I have a season pass and I got free parking, so it's not like I really like spent money. How many times there? do you go? Like, since you have a season pass, how many times can you go and like make it worth your while to have the season pass? Like, how many times do you need to go? Uh, I really don't know. I haven't done yeah. those calculations okay. yet. If someone can help me out with that, I have, I'm a premium <laughs> member or a platinum member. Sorry. And do you get like the cut in line privileges along with your? Uh, membership? Uh, I get like a discount in food. Okay. I get like a free, I get unlimited free soft drinks. Mm. You know, it's a solid deal. And it's only like, I think like $8 a month. Oh, that's not bad at all. Um, yeah, so it, it's worth it, guys. I if mean, you, if you live near a Six Flags. The thing obviously. is, I live near Six Flags and I love Six Flags, but I don't find myself going there that often. I feel like out here people are more interested in going to Disneyland and I mm. am not. Yeah. I'm I'm sure all you Disney people are happy going to Disneyland. And we love that for and you. And I'm sure if you have a great time sitting around in a little cart while little cardboard <laughs> figurines pop in front of you, or that's you fun. But young kids, I feel like it's a great sure, place for them. Sure, but but I don't. I mean, we're here for some action. I want the thrill. Oh, you should see me at Six Flags. I'm a monster. Like, I'm walking <laughs> 10 feet ahead of the group, and I'm like, come on, guys, keep up. Because I'm just like, we need to get all the rides So, in. wait, when you go, do you go and get the, like, fast pass or whatever? I usually do, but okay. when I was there on Thursday, there was literally no one in the park. We were just walking that. onto the ride. So, there's no wait for anything. And we went on like th- only five roller coasters, mm. and then my friend got sick. Which was your favorite of the ones you rode? Oh, they're all great for different reasons. I mean, I always start with Tatsu, which is where you like lay down, and then <laughs> and then uh, go to Full Throttle, which is a great smooth ride. Oh which, no, which I, I want to go to Six Flags. I know. Well, quit that full time job, baby. That I way mean, your weekdays are available because you don't want to go on the weekend. I, I don't. But again, I have a lot of vacation saved up. I could just throw throw a Wednesday out there and just hop on over to Six Flags. Oh my god, let's do it! But not on Wednesday because I work Wednesday nights. Okay, we'll figure out a day for you. That works for you then. Perfect. Sounds <laughs> good. Whatever's best for you. <laughs> I'll make all my plans based on that. So again, I don't know that this week was that big of a week. Maybe it's because we're all in our uh, pre-labor day. Is that what it is? Labor day? Yeah, everyone's okay. feeling peaceful and yeah. unified. And on vacation unions. and people don't want to be writing about entertainment stories. And I understand that. But again, we take no days off. And so that's why you're getting another podcast on Labor Day. Yeah, if there's one thing Matt... Two gay mats are it's consistent. Mm. <laughs> we have been consistent with the podcast. We I have. Like, we have this not is missed a week, which is new for us. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say not to plug our own other shit. We did put up a very cute Mariah Carey acapella reaction video on Friday and it's a joy to watch. There's some audio issues. <laughs> there are some audio issues that I didn't that notice until I'm it was uploaded. Honestly, to surprised no commenter has said anything about. I know it's because like the power of our entertainment value mm. is just overrides the little sound. It's a, a lot of lip syncing from me because we're we're listening to a lot of Mariah's runs, just acapella. Which, by the way, people are asking where I'm getting this. They're like, "Can I make a playlist, guys? Just use your YouTube. Like, go to the YouTube yeah. search bar, put in emotions, Mariah Carey acapella, and you'll find it. You'll find a lot or and, Mariah Carey stems. Like, oh, and you're life will be improved yeah 
And that's all we're trying to do is really improve people's lives, you know? You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. So I guess we should jump in with the news of the week, the news for idiots. Yep. And uh, last Monday were the VMAs. Yay! The used-to-be-exciting MTV Awards. Um, and they featured performances by Lizzo, Video Vanguard, Missy Elliott, Normani, uh, Sean Mendez, and Camila Cabello. Taylor Swift opened the show with a medley of You Need to Calm Down and Lover. Did you watch the VMAs? I watched nothing. <laughs> I didn't watch the actual show, but then after the show aired, I did watch a few performances. Uh-huh. And um, there were some really good ones. Missy Elliott's, I would encourage us all to watch. She very much like recreates the videos. That's um, awesome. Which is so great because it's a music video award show and she's getting the video vanguard because of how amazing her music videos yeah, are. Yeah, I am disappointed in myself that I have not watched the Missy Elliott performance It's unbelievable. Yet, so. It's really, really great. And just a reminder of like what an icon and a legend she is. So I think if anyone has a free moment this Labor Day weekend, it's good, you know, family viewing. Um, also, Lizzo was amazing. And I must say, I feel like I'm going to get hate for this. I personally wish I loved Lizzo's music more. I think she's such a good performer and such like a fun person. Like I see her performances and I love when she talks in the middle about believing yourself and loving herself. She has such a great energy that I love her. But I will say this performance at the VMAs was spectacular. She did a medley of Truth Hurts into Good As Hell. I will, I also am curious, I mean, maybe this goes back to my like being confused about her musically, but like why are all her singles from two years ago. She released Truth Hurts for the first time in 2017. Her next single is Good As Hell and it came out in 2016. That's crazy. And neither of these are on her current album. I realize right now she's having a moment and so let's They're cap. on her album. Are, are there Good like, As Hell is not on her album. Good As Hell is not? And Truth Hurts is on the deluxe edition. Because oh it's God. not it's not a current. it's so old. Yeah. It's old. And I mean I don't I don't mean this to be hateful. We all love Lizzo. I love how people love Lizzo and you know body positivity. We love all of that. I just I want her music to be excellent to match how great of a performer she is and I feel like she's not quite there yet, but I feel like we can get there. I liked her album. I had a lot of fun listening to her album. Yeah, her album's cute. Um, I, I want to listen to it again, just because I, you know, you listen to it once, you don't get the full scope right. of it. But like, I had fun listening to her album. I think it's fun, but I, I mean, not, you know. You want to see if she has longevity. I do, but I also think there's a reason we're going a couple years back to pick her singles out. Oh, you know what I okay. mean? Like, if people felt like we have a strong number one happening here, they wouldn't be going back to 2016 for her follow-up singles, but... You that know. is true. Like, I will say none of the songs on the album are as entertaining as um, Truth Hurts. Right. <laughs> exactly. Say, you know. And that's a bonus. Um, Juice, is, Juice is doing well. Juice did come out before she kind of blew up with Truth Hurts. I, I wonder if they're going to put it out again, actually, because it did okay when it first came out, but I bet if they put it out now with all of this momentum behind her, mm-hmm. it could be a big hit. So okay. I also like Soulmate on that album. I think that could be a, a good song. Okay. I, um, I, oh Lord, what was I about to say? Um, I, oh, I, f- I feel like her next album, a lot of people will be eager to like write with her. Yes, that's true. So I that's feel true. like there will be very good songs I on know, the maybe, upcoming album. Maybe Max Martin will be there to, to give her the hooks she yeah. needs. So I, I'm feeling good about Lizzo. Yes. But again, I would recommend we all go watch that Lizzo performance. It's such like a positivity moment. And it's like, she almost reminds me of like a preacher or like the leader of a gospel choir or something. She's just like... You just want to, I don't know, she's just so inspiring and electrifying on stage that, like, of course, I can't say a bad word about her. I just, I feel like her sophomore album will match the quality of her performance ability, and I want that for her. I really do. Um, Another highlight performance was Shock, I Love Normani. (laughs) (laughs) And look, did she sing a note of that? No, of course not. But what a dance performance and what a 
you know, she just has, again, that showmanship. And she's just putting on a show. She's an entertainer who's put a lot of work into her craft. There were, like, kind of some awkward moments. I felt like the, like, breakdown she did with the gymnastic moments was maybe not as smooth as it could have been. But she's still growing as a solo performer. And there's nowhere to go but up. And that song is excellent. And that video has such great replay value. Like, there's never a more fun moment in my day than when I watch Motivation, which is most of my days. Okay, well, <laughs> Normani's having a moment. She is. For her. She is. I'm, yeah. I also saw Camila Cabello and Shawn Mendes. And Who have the number one song now. Yes. Number one we now. will talk about that momentarily. Okay. Uh, but their performance was a lot like their paparazzi photos. Okay. Um, <laughs> just... I, it's just something not fully clicking with them for me. The song, I do like the song. I like them both separately, but the I'm just not buying what they're selling. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, who else? Taylor performed. Uh, I love Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> We've been discussing my love of lover, Matt Steele's love of lover. She's a songwriter. She's an artist. She gives you what you need on a record. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I... She, she does a medley of you need to calm down into lover and the lover portion's pretty good and she's just her standing with a guitar which is always my favorite Taylor performance moment mm-hmm. but she kind of similarly to Missy wants to recreate the you need to calm down video but there was just so much going on and like she unlike Normani insisted on singing live while doing all of this stuff like all this walking around all these drag queens everywhere some of the like VR effects of like that you just see through your television I assume that you don't even see I because I would I watched the performances you know I would scroll through them on Twitter yes. and everything and I would watch them without sounds and I would just be like is this a special effect I'm yes. looking at I'm so confused as to to what is going it on? It literally, on it's like those Snapchat filters where they're like, "Oh, look, you have like a little bit emoji version of yourself walking on your desk." <laughs> it's uh, that's I don't know how I feel about. I that. mean, it, it looks it looked confusing. It was confusing and like almost cute, but it just the the you need to calm down portion of the performance was just so messy and like. I mean, I I love her as an artist. I just wish performance wise she could you know just rely on her strengths as a musician instead of trying to rely on. The perform like she's not in Romani, and that's yeah, like okay. Like she doesn't have to add all the theatrics no, and all that kind of stuff. She doesn't need all the bells and whistles, and I she, think, because the music is good enough. Oh my god, it's yeah. excellent. So that's how I felt about Taylor. I'm trying to think who else performed. Miley performed. It was like an all black and white. There was a lot of being done via the camera this year at the VMAs. Yeah, everything I saw, like Lizzo had like a giant butt. Yeah, but that butt was real. <laughs> Wait, was it? Yeah, that butt was on stage. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, it looked like one of those little like filter a, things. No, yeah. no, that butt was real. Um, but the black and white, obviously, and there was also slide away. And it's like, do we need like a full background orchestra for Slide Away? I don't know. It's mostly production. But, you know, it's cute. It's fine. Good for them. People got paid. People got paid. People got a paycheck. Um, And, you know, I, I think those are the only ones I really watched. And then afterwards, I watched the Lady Gaga paparazzi performance from 10 years ago. And then I, I watched mean, the Britney Oops performance I mean, from 20 years ago. And it's just like, oh, the fucking good old days. Yeah. And it's like you didn't need... Uh, the filters in that no, one. No, you, you did just not. Had you just had greatness. Star power. <laughs> and what when Taylor won video of the year. Yes. Um, I and didn't watch I, the show. Sorry, I loved it. how John Travolta oh was about God. to pr- give the award to the drag queen. Yeah, the drag Swift. queen Taylor Swift. Yes. <laughs> that was a cute little moment. It was a great moment. And uh, people were just like, John, John Travolta so disrespectful. How dare he not know what Taylor's wearing? It's they like, do sh- look. It's like shut up. A, shut they up. Looked and the B, same. they do look very similar. Yes, like, and also like people changed. It maybe. I mean, I guarantee you, he had no idea what Taylor was wearing, but. Also, even if he did, like, people change the show. Like, get out of here. Thought it was harmless. I mean, 
mean, I, and also, she, I think she called up the White House for not responding to the Equality Act petition, and then they did, and they basically were like, fuck the gays. <laughs> it was like, great, love y'all. <laughs> um, but also, the VMAs were the lowest ratings uh, that they've ever been, and it hit the all-time lowest ratings for the third year in a row. Wow. What? It's just one of those things where it's like, for an award show that I grew up on and used to be, used to have such weight and such excitement surrounding mm-hmm. it, like, why is it so, like, why does no one care about the VMAs anymore? Well, a huge reason for that is because... People don't really care about MTV anymore. Like MTV is not a thing that teenagers look to to get their daily pop culture everything, and definitely not their daily music everything. Of course like, not. You, yeah, you go for it. Television in general, young people don't get anything yeah. from anymore. I assume. I mean, it's for people who want to watch. Are you the one? Which I think is the dating show. Where now it's all an entirely fluid cast, which is kind of fun, and I would Ooh. be interested in watching that just to see who's hooking up with whom. There are no rules. Um, I guess Teen Mom fans are watching MTV, but like, and that's the thing is who who is MTV for at this point? Because it's yeah. like. A real world's not even on MTV anymore. It's on like Facebook Watch. Oh, um, oh whoa. yeah, yeah. And um, I don't know. They, I guess they have Catfish. They're coming out with a new show, Ghosted, which feels like a speed up, uh, spinoff of Catfish. Which I am happy that Rachel Lindsay, former Bachelorette, the only black lead of one of those shows, is going to be co-hosting that. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's be- it's weird because the people who grew up with MTV being so influential to them, like, have now kind of outgrown that stuff. Yes. Um, but the young people who would normally watch MTV are not watching no, television. No, they're watching like so, TikToks. <laughs> yeah, so it's hard to tell like what who is watching MTV I know. anymore. I know. I feel like they've got to re-strategize and like there's probably a way to get this done, but I just don't know what it is. Uh I don't know. I don't know. I don't I'm not a producer. Oh wait, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, oh shit! So I should have some you should sort of know. idea. Yeah, uh, I'll get back to you, MTV. All right, yeah. Keep. I want us to all brainstorm on our own time as to like what can we do to make MTV relevant? Because I did. I enjoyed my time with MTV. I enjoyed growing oh up God, on the Real like, World and TRL. But they tried to reboot TRL. No one cared. Like yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I guess it's just a different time. People consume music so differently that like maybe MTV just is a thing of the past. Um, but speaking of consuming music, in a post. Old Town Road domination world. We're getting a lot of new number ones. That's a cra- it's crazy. <laughs> it is, I never knew that new number ones could happen. I know. I just assumed Old Town Road was going to be number one for the rest of our lives. But since then, um, last week, Billie Eilish's bad guy was number one. Mm-hmm. This week, uh, Camila Cabello and Shawn Mendez's Senorita is number one. And next week, supposedly, Lizzo's Truth Hurts will be number one. All right, Lizzo. Which is very exciting. I just think... It's exciting to see all these new people on the top. And it's all these people that, like, in any normal non-Old Town Road year would have probably been number one anyways. Mm-hmm. And so I like that they're, that no one's being, like, the dominant force right now. And we can see all of the, you know, we'll look back at the history books and be like, oh, yes, this was the summer of all of these songs. Yeah, and, and, and it's, not just it's Old good Town because everyone sort of has been near the top for a while. Yes. So it's nice that everyone's kind of getting their chance. Exactly. And it's like, as much as I love fun records being broken and big streaks, like, yeah. I feel like... Recently, the past couple of years, it's just been like every song every, that hits yes. number one has just been lasting forever. And it's, I miss like it changing week to week. Yes. And it, it's more exciting that way. And yes. it, I, I wonder like, are things just staying up so long? Right. Lasting so long because people are lazy and just repeating the same thing over and over again and listening to the same thing over and over I again. I mean, they are. And also, the way that you consume music, you can just put a song on loop forever. You can put it on every playlist. Like, it's so much easier to, 
put money towards a song now than it was back then. You don't have to go to the store and buy it like you yeah. did with One Sweet Day. So, but yes, I'm excited to get a lot more variety at the top spot. I think that's always more exciting and something that I just feel like once you look back on it, you don't want to just see like, I'll see it. and Shane Smoker's number one for 12 weeks, Old Town Road. Nine, it's yeah. just like, there needs to be more than like five number ones in a year. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Because then it's just like, what did we do that year? I oh, know. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, I we know. want some dynamics. We want some variety. I know. Uh, as a random note, I must say that I, um, this week was thinking about how it's been 20 years since Mariah Carey's Heartbreaker was released. And mm-hmm. like, I'm a million years old because I remember... I remember the acapella preview they posted on MariahCarey.com. I remember them making the video with Jerry O'Connell. And I went back just to look at the Wikipedia of it. And it's like the reception to the song was, quote unquote, mixed. And to read what these fucking trash heaps were saying about Mariah Carey back then, it's just like... They were like, this is clearly just a rip off of fantasy and dream lover. And I can't believe she's sampling the Tom Tom Club for a second time, which is like, that is not what she's sampling. You fucking liar. And then one review was like, I mean, one thing Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis have done is, which, by the way, I'm pretty sure uh, DJ Clue produced the song. So complete misnomer there uh, was finally find a use for her like high octave shriek. And it's like, how Dare you speak about Mariah Carey in this way? I just, it's just, it just disgusts me. I'm disgusted. I just didn't know that people were so vile back in 1999. You didn't notice it back then. I didn't. You were so young and you, I was. you weren't aware of the evil that was in the world. I really wasn't. I was just hanging out at Roxborough Pool trying to tell the people about the new Mariah video. <laughs> <laughs> that was our local pool that we'd always drive to. It was very fun. I imagine you were a lot of fun back then. I was. <laughs> being, being like, guys, shut up. Stop splashing. Listen to this. I was fun. I've always been fun. Just focused. Fun and focused. That's the best way to be. Exactly. Because sometimes exactly. people are fun, but they're not focused. Focus. I know. It's just like, what do focus. you care about? I mean, Ariana told us on that song she pretends didn't exist. Focus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, R.I.P. Focus. focus. That was a cute song. It was a cute sequel to Problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't its own thing, but it did not work. No, it no, totally worked. Totally worked. Okay, so other things. Apparently, Dave Chappelle has mm. a new Netflix uh, comedy special. In which he calls, oh my God, in which he calls um, the Michael Jackson accusers liars. He also talks about Me Too and cancel culture. I didn't see much of it because, you know, it's not 2009. So who cares about Dave Chappelle? Uh, But also I did see a clip of him or read something about how he was... It was like it was a whole bit about like, oh, why can't I say faggot in my uh, stand up special when I say the N word all the time? And uh, the executive was like, well, that's because you're not gay. So you can't say that. And he's like, well, I'm not a nigger either. And it's like, that's your joke. (laughs) That's your fucking joke. Like, this is so like and everyone always loves to say like, oh, no, you got to think about the deeper meaning, man. Like he's playing chess, not checkers. It's like, no, this is lazy. Like you can love someone and know that like, oh, you've just gotten old and are out of touch and have it's like Louis CK. It's like you have gotten old and out of touch and are just completely off the pulse of what's going on in the world. And it's like, oh, you're just now someone's old 
grandpa that yeah. like doesn't know what they're talking and about. And I also uh, saw a thing that said that he had a lot of uh, jokes about transgender people, yeah. uh, which I couldn't find the specific jokes, and I'm not going to like watch the special. Of course not. Um, but, but, and he also called people like the alphabet people. I saw like, that. All that stuff. And it's kind of just like, uh, it's like, okay, the one joke with like, why can't you say this, but you can't say that? Well, I'm not this. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess I... I guess what I interpret that as is, um, I you could I guess interpret that as well. We shouldn't be saying this either, uh. um, if you want to interpret it that way. But my <laughs> thing with this whole with comedians, stand-up yes. comedians, spe- stand-up comedians, because mm. other comedians like actors or sketch comedians never have this issue. When did stand up comedians become the whiniest people on they the truly planet? Are. Like, they, truly they have are. just become so insufferable. And I mean, I guess <laughs> they spend their careers just being like insufferable people, yeah. and that's kind of why they're funny sometimes. But just like, all they do is complain, complain, complain that people don't like their jokes anymore. It's I like know. you went into this industry. Where people are going to judge your work. Yes, and the so audience if is... If people don't like it, you can't just like whine and cry and complain that, oh, they're not getting it, right. they're not getting it. It's their fault that they don't like it. It's like, no, just either keep doing it and have people continue to be mad at you or like change your jokes. Like this... It's in the the self righteousness of the whole like we're here to make people laugh and we're saving lives with our comedy. It's like you know what the great stand up comedians would say about that. Get over I yourself. Know. Like they would just be like, shut up. We're on stage telling jokes, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If people are mad, then they some people have a reason to yes. be mad. And it's like, also like I feel like once you become like a superstar comedian like Dave Chappelle, it's like you forget that the whole point of your job is to make the audience laugh. And if you're not doing that or if people are offended and unhappy with you, then you're not doing your job well. Like, yeah. then change your joke. Yeah, like, and it's like, of course, like, comedians step in it all the time. Right. They try to push the envelope. They, a lot of times they say things they don't mean, but they say things just to get a rise out of people. Mm-hmm. And so they mess up a lot of times. That comes with the territory. When you mess up, fix it. And make it better. Like, that's all you can really do. As a part of his argument that society has gone too far in naming and shaming those with offensive past, the comedy legend takes aim uh, at everyone from queer and transgender activists and the Me Too movement to critics of R. Kelly, Kevin Hart, Louis C.K. In the most high-profile attack, he mocks the men who accused Michael Jackson of child sex abuse in the HBO documentary Leaving Neverland, which he calls gross and urges the audience not to watch. Uh, He then throws in, like... Even if he did do it, you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> so it's just this is this is just an old man talking, and it's like, buddy, you have enough money that you can either reframe your jokes to fit today's climate, climate, and if you have something funny to say or like a, something that could be kind of on the edge but still funny and make people laugh comfortably, then go ahead and do it, or you could just retire. Like, <laughs> or you could just be done. Your time in the spotlight could be over. Like you. Had that moment where you were off the grid for a long time and maybe off the grid was where you were happiest because clearly you're out of touch. You don't know what people want to hear. And then that means you can't do your job as a comedian. And it's I'm not sorry. even so much that like, oh, people are sensitive now or like or even that they're more aware now. It's just that people are like over it now. Like they're they're over these jokes. It's not they're funny. So they're, done. These jokes they're are so tired, tired and yes. they're old. And it's just like, get over it. Like, right. get 
other material. And it's also like now I think he's on the front page of Breitbart and it's like, oh, is Dave Chappelle going to save America? And it's like if I ever did anything oh my God. that had people on Breitbart being like, yeah, go Matt Palmer. I'd be like, oop, I've done everything wrong. <laughs> I will never do anything again. That is all for me, folks. Like, it's just, I don't know. That's got to be such... A disappointment. Why well, I, I hope it is for him, but maybe he's just like, yeah, they get me. Yeah, I, I find it so interesting that people are so eager to defend Dave Chappelle. Like, yes. he, like Dave Chappelle said, and it's like uh, maybe it's just because I don't, I'm not familiar enough with his work to really love him as much as other people love him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's honestly probably it. Yeah, but people are very, very, very adamant. To you know, right? Support Dave Chappelle regardless of anything. Dave Chappelle. I think does. it's just similar to the Michael Jackson of it all. It's just like I have loved them, I have idolized him, I've put him on a pedestal, and like to disavow him would be like disavowing my childhood and my mm. memories. And so it, people take it so much more personally. But it's like you've got to take this guy at his word. He said what he meant, and if he thought it was funny, he thought it was funny. But like I have not, I have nothing for that. That's yeah. what I mean. And I mean, I'm all for humor that can sometimes be offensive but like there are ways to do it that's cre- that are creative or that like are creative interesting or, or ways that kind of look at everything from a more objective standpoint yes. where you're you are genuinely like making fun of everyone but then there are other ways that people do it where it's literally just them complaining why can't I say this anymore? right and it's also like people punching down it's just people being like oh look at this oppressed group of people who like wants rights let's make fun of them it's like cool you got you got them you got this disenfranchised people wow iconic yeah it's just it's just at this point just like lazy yeah it's not even like ooh I think Dave Chappelle's a homophobe or whatever it's just like this is just lazy and boring it's boring lazy and he should retire bye (laughs) (laughs) um also what happened this week in gay news Troy Sivan called a reporter's bottoming questions invasive. Mm-hmm. So apparently uh, Troy Savan was going on tour in New Zealand and had uh, an interview with LGBTQ plus magazine Express, which reporter Matt uh, Fistinich ended with a series of quick fire questions. He asked the singer if he uh, supported Trump. Absolutely not. If he thought Justin Bieber was hot, hot for sure. And whether he stands uh, or whether he prefers Ariana Grande or Taylor Swift. Uh, that I can't answer. I'll have to pass. It's the most impossible question. He's then concluded his interview with a salacious parting shot, top or bottom. Ooh, definitely passing, Savan answered. I read this interview, and he also at some point talked about, oh, he's like, oh, I read that Sean Mendez is your celebrity crush, right? And he's like, uh, yeah. Sure. And yeah. he's like, so would your boyfriend, of like whoever his boyfriend is, of five years be okay if you like were given a pass to like, go fuck him? And, it was just, and he was just like, um... We don't really do that kind of thing. And also, yeah. like, if you have crushes and you meet them in real life, it's kind of not there. Because, yeah. you know, that's not what's really happening. Not so, like, I, in the whole interview, Troy Zavon was actually very sweet and very nice about all of this. Oh, yeah. Um, nicer than I would have been. I'd have been like, okay, that's none of your fucking business. It's yeah. just. and But then he retweeted the interview after some fan posted it and was like, what the fuck was up with this? And he was like. Um, I thought about asking the interview about his absolute fave sex position after that last question, but then I remembered how wildly invasive, strange, and inappropriate that would be. Didn't stop him, though. Um, he later followed up by saying, next time I'll just do it at Twitter Q&A. And, uh, and then Out Magazine reported on this and was basically like, 
borderline team interviewer, just like, we shouldn't be ashamed about who's a bottom and who's a top. And like, you made a whole album about bottoming. So like, why don't you just like stay, stand up in what you've said? And he's like, well, the song is called Bloom and that song could be about that. But like my album is about love and to uh, say that it's just about what sex position I prefer is really over sexualizing me and like minimizing my music. And it's like, Leave this kid alone. Yes. Like, my God. Yeah, I the whole, like, ask gays about topping or bottoming, like, what they prefer and everything. It's kind of just like, would you ask Ed Sheeran if he likes it in the butt? Exactly. And like, no, you wouldn't. Yeah, no, no you, you wouldn't. Because it's weird. <laughs> yeah. Because you know what? Maybe Ed Sheeran, even though he identifies as straight... Maybe he does like you it in the never butt. Know. You never know. So if you ask that question of Troy Sivan, you should ask that question to Ed Sheeran. It just too. is also, I feel like those questions are so irrelevant unless it's like, well, we won't be having sex, so you don't need to know that. Yes, <laughs> like you, This is not on the table for us, interviewer. So why are you asking me this? It is very annoying. You know, sometimes people always, you know, they know I'm gay. And so they just You're ask. Gay? I surprise Oh, them. my God. <laughs> and so they feel like they can kind of just like ask me any sort of right. question about my sex life. Yeah. Um, and I kind of want to just tell them, like, guys, my sex life is non-existent. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, th- like you have so much more sex than me. Whoever is out. Guarantee you, everyone who's asked me right. about my sex life has had way more sex than me. So so the fact that people just kind of like assume that they can ask. And look, I if I'm friends with you, I'm a totally open book I right. joke about it I'll talk about yes, it it's I, like if I want to I'm open myself up anything. in that way and tell you things then sure but we can talk over a glass of wine and discuss it but like exactly if you're just like wanting to pry because of out of curiosity and you think it's like salacious to talk about then it's like I, I can't really give yeah. you that especially when like I'm an artist and you should kind of just be asking me about my yes I'm art. here to promote my tour yeah. if you want to ask about like the music I make that'd be great yeah and like I would love to like have fun chit chat fast fire questions ask me uh personal questions right. like about my opinions on stuff and everything like that's fun yes but why there were like what three rapid fire questions that's one of them yes. like there's so much more interesting about me than whether I like it in the butt or not right <laughs> like like asking me about important things yes. like which of Hillary Swank's two Oscars did she oh, deserve Jesus. more like that's something I have more of an opinion about which than, of Hillary Swank's two Oscars did she deserve more I mean boys don't cry everyone knows <laughs> everyone knows I've never seen either so oh, I'm gonna sit you down and make you watch okay but no I completely agree I just like this kid is, I feel like he is a person who is so popular but so not popular like it's like he if he were straight he'd be 10 times more popular he'd be all over the radio like there were songs on that last album that were like oh this is a hit but because he is a gay artist it's such an uphill climb in the first place Mm -hmm. and so now he's just like fine I will reach out to the gay news uh you know the gay news outlets to promote like whatever works I want people to know that I'm coming to New Zealand and like this is what he's met with and it's like God, like, can I, can can they not catch a break? I feel like it's just hard out here for a gay artist speaking as one. It's not easy. And for someone to boil all of your artistry, all this love you put into something down to, are you a top or bottom? It's just like, really? yeah, especially That's a, all you got. a gay publication. Like yeah. they should be wanting to ask those questions right. that make the artist 
more about their art. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They, they shouldn't just be wanting to ask them top or bottom. I know. It's just boring. So yeah. the, the point of a lot of this week's argument is just don't bore us. <laughs> <laughs> don't bore us Sean and Camila's fake relationship. Don't bore us Dave Chappelle's lazy jokes. And don't bore us mean interviewers bugging Troy Sivan. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my God. So uh, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll be back with Email My Heart and Giving You Moments Darling. <laughs> you were like we, about we were, to we talk, to, but then I don't know who you wanted to introduce this. Okay, well we're back. You can introduce them. Hi guys, we're back at <laughs> TA Matt's podcast. In case you didn't know where you were, um, so now we're on to a great segment we like to call "Email My Heart." Yay! Um, if you'd like to be a part of Email My Heart, you can email us questions at twogaymats at gmail.com, two spelled T-W-O. Yes, and we may read them on the show. Oh my God. And answer them, not just read them. And say your name. So this is- Only first name though. Only first name though. We don't name, want anyone no. stalking you. Of course not. Mm. We care about your privacy, guys. Yes. And we care about the privacy of Chris. That's why we're just calling him Chris. Oh, I love Chris. <laughs> so uh, Chris emailed us. He said, hey Mats. He's a patron. We love him. He's a patron. He said, it's your favorite Brandy Carlisle stand, Chris. Yes. We know he loves Brandy because he we had a Google Hangout with him because he's a patron. If you want to find out how you can have a Google Hangout with us, go to our Patreon and become a patron. Oh my god! Um, he has two questions: one for you, one for me. One for Matt P. Since you're such an Atlanta stan, have you done a deep dive into Tori Amos? They famously toured together around Lilith Fair time, the greatest time to stand for lesbian music. <laughs> for me, Little Earthquakes and Boys for Peel are flaw free. So what are your thoughts on Tori Amos, Matt Palmer? Um, I don't know much Tori Amos, I will say. I do need a deep dive. If he wants to give me a highlights playlist, I would be happy to accept it. Um, I have listened to, speaking of uh, lesbian artists or Lilith Fair-esque artists, um, I love um, Brandy Carlisle's Joke. That's her name. That's oh, it's great. It's yeah. such a great song. I was actually listening to it again the other day, and I was like, you better sing. Oh, she's And that whole screaming. album's excellent, too. I played it once, and I was just like, wait, I need to really get more into this, and I love it. Um, but I do have a soft spot, obviously, for a female singer-songwriter. I feel like Regina Spector's really great. I remember, if anyone remembers an artist named Anna Nalek, she had um, a hit back in, like, the early aughts called Breathe 2 AM, and mm. uh, that whole album is so good, entitled Wreck of the Day. I feel like she would be on Lilith Fair, Lilith Fair was around. Um, I feel like uh, Meredith Brooks, I'm a bitch. <laughs> Obviously classic piece of music. <laughs> um, uh, Vanessa Carlton, I love, love, love Harmonium. I have met her twice in an elevator and was too Harmonium scared Harmonium is an album that when you talked about it on your underrated faves, I went and listened to it and I've, I listen to it all the time. It's it's Amazing. an excellent album. Yes. It is so, 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 so good. I cannot recommend it enough. Also, Michelle Branch. And again, they're probably too late for Lilith Fair, at least the first go-round of it. But Michelle Branch, I love Hotel Paper. That's my favorite album of hers. So I do love a female singer-songwriter, instrumentalist. But uh, Tori Amos, I don't know much All right, about well, her. your so homework. I know. I have listen something to, to, Tori Amos to, to so listen you can to for Chris. Tell, tell Chris that, uh, that you learned something. Yes. Two, format S. I am currently stage managing Follies and wanted your thoughts on it and where it ranks for you in the Sondheim catalog. Okay, Chris. Follies <laughs> is a very interesting show for me. I I love it because of its impact in the musical theater world. I find I think so much of the score is genius. Mm-hmm. 
I though don't care much for the more pastiche numbers because oh. just because I don't feel like I connect with them as much, it's not really my bread and butter, not really my cup of tea. Mm. Um, but the more personal numbers, the book numbers uh, really kind of resonate with me more. I also feel like I feel like Sondheim's Follies is the maybe the best concept for a Sondheim musical. Oh. I, I think it's a genius concept. For those of you who don't know, it's about um, uh, these women coming together for a big reunion who all used to be Follies girls in, you know, the 20s, 30s, 40s, whatever. They're coming back together for a reunion in the 70s before their old theater is torn down. Mm-hmm. And, like, the ghosts of the past are still, like, lingering among them and everything. And it's sort of like a love triangle or love square because it's two couples and one of the people from opposite couple, like two of the people from opposite couples, like we're in love with each other back mm. in the day, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I think it's a brilliant concept. The, whenever I see it though, the book for me always disappoints a little, mm. like it never gets as good as I want it to be. It always just ever so slightly misses it. So I feel like with just like a couple changes, it could really be at a satisfying for me personally, as it is for other people. That being said, I think it's Sondheim's most cinematic which means that out of all the Sondheim musicals I see it becoming a movie the most oh, so I would love to see like a, uh, I think I posted uh, at some point I would love to see a, a Todd Haynes a movie version of Folly Who's Todd, Haynes? Todd Haynes he did Carol mm. he did Far From Heaven I would love to see him direct a Follies movie so I, I there's so much about Follies that I love 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 yeah. but I, if I could just tweak a couple things I totally would alright yeah so so those are my thoughts on Follies we love it um, maybe hey maybe one day I'll direct a movie version of it I, and <laughs> perfect it the way I want it to be hey I think it's good to dream big yeah hey hey um, are there, do we have other emails that you want to go through or do you want to? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if you emailed us, Matt Steele just ignored you. <laughs> um, uh, you didn't. I think that was the only email uh, that we got. From this. last week? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, so what's been giving you moments this week, Matt Steele? Uh, Tell guys. the people. All right. So I, my giving you moments, darling, I discovered while I was at Six Flags okay. and I made everyone stop and I told them what was happening and no one knew what the hell I was talking about, okay. but whatever. I told them anyway. Yes. <laughs> guys. This is another trailer. No, it's not another trailer, <laughs> but it was a movie announcement. One of the most insane movie announcements ever that oh, right. will ever you be. You texted this to me. Richard Linklater, famous for, you know, before, after, midnight, sunset, all those, that trilogy, uh, and School of Rock. Did he not do Boyhood? <laughs> and he did Boyhood. Okay. Boyhood's his, like, creme de la creme. Yeah. Um, very famously uh, filmed Boyhood over, over the span of 12 years. Uh, Richard Linklater is speaking of Sondheim musicals directing a movie version of Stephen Sondheim's Merrily We Roll Along over the course of the next 20 years My with God. Ben Platt and Beanie Feldstein. I can't believe this is happening. This is the most mind-blowing it's announcement insane. I've ever heard in my entire life. Well, you don't know the concept of Merrily We Roll Along. It's about a group of three friends, a trio of friends, and it documents their story from end to beginning. So it's sort of like a before Memento, before the last five years, there was Merrily We Roll Along okay. and it flopped. Um, <laughs> okay. And so it starts at the end of their friendship, like when it all falls apart and then it goes backwards in time and it ends at the very, very beginning. Uh, so it's very beautiful, very touching, has some problems, but like we can fix those. Um, and the fact that Richard Linklater is spending 20 years 
Why Dude, wouldn't he just put him insane. in old person makeup and call it a day? Why, Matt Palmer? Why do that when you have 20 years to spare and you can make a cinematic masterpiece? The crazy thing is Sondheim... I mean, we all hope he's alive to I was going to say. But, like, he... Likely, how old is he? He's uh, he's gonna be ninety. Uh, yeah, no, he won't be. <laughs> like, it's it's insane. Yeah. It's crazy, and and they apparently already filmed the first segment, and so they're in this. They're in this. So in twenty twenty years from now, we will be at this two game Mats podcast reviewing. <laughs> and I don't want to be morbid. <laughs> But what happens if one of them died? I, I've always, you know? I always think about that. Like, what yeah. happens if one of the stars died? Do they I just have know. to recast it for I the don't old know. version? I guess maybe recast or, like, they can't rewrite it. Like, people no, would riot. No. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I really don't know. Are, and are they going to, like, shoot a scene a year? Is it going to be, like, every few years they have... Uh, they go back into production for a sack and then it's like, all right. Yeah, I think Boyhood was like once every like two years or something. Wow. Um, and this, I'm assuming it'll be once every maybe like three years or four years. Like, I I have no idea how it's happening, but I will be, <laughs> for the next 20 years, I will be hanging on to every single You'll be looking forward of to news it. that I hear from this. This is insane. And that is what I want for my movie musicals. I want crazy, daring choices. This is daring. This is daring. This is daring. Cats so. too, you know? This is daring. Cats. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, my giving you moments I was just watching. There's a new Hulu documentary entitled Jawline, and it is about um, a kid named Austin Tester, who is um, from Tennessee, a small town in Tennessee, and he wants to be an influencer and wants to be, you know, social media famous. He, like, goes on You Now streams every night and, like, tries to put up Instagram pictures and just, like, really wants to tour the world with, you know, his social media handsomeness or whatever. <laughs> sure. So is that all what he's offering is handsomeness? Oh, yeah. It's like he's 16 mm-hmm. um, and he doesn't... Yeah, he just wants to be a social media star. He wants to be... And like he has, his brand is like positivity. So, I mean, he's... Oh, God. I can't think of a worse The thing brand. is, it's... He... It sounds more annoying than it is when you watch it. Like, he's not brilliant, but he is like a very, very sweet kid who okay. just is trying to really do something with his life and he came from a, a hard background like his dad wasn't around and was you know an a, you know an addict and abusive and it's just his mom and his brother like his, his, his older brother is like I want him to succeed more than I want me to succeed I okay to that's really it sweet. was really really sweet but it's just like what an awful industry because the other half of it follows this guy Michael Weiss who I guess is a 21 year old manager of like a lot of the biggest stars in this influencery world. Um, 21 year old manager. I know, but he, he's the, he's his whole pitch to them is like, I mean, do you want to sign with like some 40 year old who like has never been on social media or like, do you want to sign with someone who's like your age? Guys, if a 21 year old <laughs> is running your career, run away. But the thing Absolutely is, not. He, I, like he's making them money, but the thing is he like chews them up and spits them out. Like this last, uh, like the last like 30 minutes of the movie, he has this whole overarching monologue about like, well, the talent is replaceable. Like I, I need to do the same. Like I don't really care about talent management, but I'm good at that. So like that's what I'm doing. And the talent comes and goes. And like if they get to, like once they hit 30, there's nothing for them. After that, I'll find some young kids. <sighs> I mean, I guess he's being honest, he's, which is cool. It's better than like some like people who work in the industry who are just like so, so like n- like head in the clouds about and just like guys I'm really just well the thing is he's being honest to us the viewer he's not being honest to them he's not being honest to them and like it I don't know you just see the way he talks to these kids and like 
it's like he's like Bryce like have you put up your Instagram yet I told you to put it up like this is not hard this is your job you have to do it like this is the reason why these people are here to collaborate you with they live in this like house and you can just tell everyone's on the brink of like freaking out or like being very unhappy and like this is all this kid Austin wants and it's like this life looks awful too it just is harrowing and like everyone go follow Austin because <laughs> he like has fewer followers like, this industry is terrible but please support I want to support this one kid because he seems like a good egg and this industry is just would eat I don't know just I feel like obviously we do social media things like we put up videos and we have a podcast but it's like we do it because it's fun and we want to connect with people but like if this doesn't become a huge thing like we're not putting all our eggs in this basket like yeah. we have lives outside of this this is just a, a mode of expression yeah. We have our passions. Yes. But some people, this is their, the passion is to become famous from whatever this path is. And it's like, I get the idea of it. And I get, if you want to get out of a situation, it seems like something that's doable. If you're like, you know, a boy that looks vaguely similar to Justin Bieber and you're a teen and you feel like this is something you could do, like, why not go for it? But it's still just like. Oh, I don't know. You just watch it and it's like you feel for this kid, but also you watch this manager and it's just like, God, I would never want my child to be engaging with someone like that. How did he get in touch with this manager? Well, he didn't. There are two separate storylines that only overlap at one point, like the producers of the, uh, I think the Hulu documentary, the documentary filmmakers found them separately. And at some point, the documentary filmmakers show uh, the manager, this kid, Mm -hmm. and the manager just like, Oh my God, his engagement is awful. Like, sure, he has 23,000 followers, but he's not at 10% engagement. His likes aren't 2,300. Like, then, like, he's nowhere. Like, these percentages are so low. He has all these people following him on TikTok or whatever the fuck, and he got 26 likes and he has like 15,000 subscribers. Like, that's such trash. And it's just like, it's just, it's this just poor horrible. kid is trying. He's trying. And guys, He's, like, it's hard. Yeah. Like, like, cause he has a life too. I'm sure he goes to school. He He's didn't busy. for a while oh, because he did get a manager who's not that guy. And he was like, we'll homeschool you. We'll put you on a tour. They put him on a tour in which he's like the opening act for these much bigger YouTuber people. Yeah. And he was promised like, oh, and then you'll grow and you'll do on your own thing. And, you know, the sky's the limit. And then nothing. I feel like I'm spoiling the movie, but... It doesn't go his way, mm. and he and his manager don't work together anymore. And this is what's giving you moments? It's giving me moments just because it was affecting, and I, I want this kid to be happy in whatever his world turns out to be, but, like, fuck, it's just, I can't imagine that being your source of income or being, like, yeah. your only way to see yourself making a living in the future. It's just really, it's a tough watch, but sometimes tough watches you need. There's, it was a sobering film. Yes, that's good. It was very it's sobering. Sometimes you it's need just like, a jawline or a dancer in the dark to really just punch you in the face <laughs> so you, to remind you that you feel things. Right, because it's also like one of those things where you look at the like big influencer people like, wow, they must have everything. This is all they do. This must be so easy. What an easy life. But then you watch this kid who like seemingly, like why? there's no reason that he's not big or whatever, but it's mm-hmm. just like, Oh, it's just like watching a car wreck. Oh, it's really. I mean, really it's a, you didn't watch the Miranda Sings TV show I on didn't, Netflix. I didn't. Um, it was a cute little TV show. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the ending is one of the most one of the most stunning endings I've ever really? seen of a of a season of television. Like wow. the whole entire time, she it's goofy and crazy and utterly ridiculous, yeah. like an SNL skit, and she's like desperately trying to become famous. And at the very end, the very last episode of season one, like everything just comes crashing down and like. Her everyone is mad at her. Her family hates her, and and all this stuff. And she has no views on YouTube and mm. stuff like that. And at the very end, she's like in the middle of like a thunderstorm and soaking wet. And she just um, 
goes online and finds that one of her videos went viral and has like millions of views and everything. Mm. And she's getting her first viral moment and she's trying to call to people to like show them and no one is around. And she, and I remember her saying like, I wanted to have this moment Mm. at the the very end. It's like a very dramatic moment in a crazy, ridiculous comedy, which I love. Of course. Um, And, and she's like, it goes to show you like, everyone thinks that you have everything, but really like you're so incredibly lonely because this is all you do with your time and it's all you think about. And, and all of your fans are just voices on the internet and it's just like, Oh my God, this is (laughs) devastating. And I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess I need to watch that. I don't think there was going to be a season two, but I feel like I'm sure Netflix still has it up. Right. (laughs) Oh, of uh, haters back off. Yeah. yeah. I imagine. Yeah. yeah, Maybe I'll watch that end of the episode. Last episode. I can't, I don't know if I can get through the whole thing, but I mean, now that we're sober for, Labor Day. <laughs> we hope you have a lovely one, a perfect one. And if you haven't already, make sure to follow us so we can become famous like Austin has served. Do follow him, though. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. We should collab with Austin. I should. Oh, that poor kid. Um, uh, follow us. <laughs> follow us at 2 Matt's TWO on Instagram and Twitter. Follow me at Matt Bohmer Music. And at It's Matt Steele. Uh, go to Patreon.com slash 2 uh for a bonus video from us every single week for as little as $1 a video. Also go to YouTube.com slash 2 to watch our new video of us basically lip syncing to acapella Mariah Carey songs. And uh, anything else you got to tell the people? We love you. We love you so much. And we'll see you soon with another brand new 2 Gay Mats podcast. Guys. Bye.